Thank you for tuning in to the City Light West Council Bluff Sermon Podcast. We are a church that exists to multiply disciples and churches that is located in Council Bluffs, Iowa. If you want to learn more about our church, visit citylightwestcb.org or follow us on Facebook at City Light West Council Bluffs and Instagram at City Light West CB. Good morning, City Light West CB. Back in the saddle again, yeah. Hey guys, my name is Kim. Yeah, I know, a boy named Kim. It was tough growing up and having all your teammates in football and baseball and wrestling teasing you and calling you Kimberly. Every day of your life, getting mail with Kimberly Crumber on the label. Here you are, introducing yourself as Kim. And everyone sees this bald-headed, biker, bouncer-looking dude. And they misunderstood my name and said, Hi, Tim. Hi, Jim. But they never called me Slim. (laughs) The only thing good about being named Kim is my daughters loved receiving all those extra shampoo and lotion samples in the mail all those years. At least Johnny Cash didn't write a song about me. Boy named Sue, boy named Kim. Okay. Well, the good news is I am married to Dee Dee here, and we are a part of the Walnut Grove City Group. We've been a part of City Light West CB for exactly one year. We started last year, or last July, and it was my pleasure to be preaching God's Word this morning. I only hope that you aren't disappointed that I'm not preaching in my bare feet. I apologize. <laughs> however, however, I have my SpongeBob socks on. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, you know, know, I was lying on the couch the other night, and I was thinking about what brings me joy. And I was thinking about how much I love going to, to a baseball game. Baseball is one of my favorite things in all of life. You're talking about a guy who loves the game so much that he can be going down the interstate and see stadium lights far off in the distance, and I'll exit the interstate drive to this little town, and I'll watch little kids playing t-ball. I love the smell of the grass in the outfield. I love the sound of baseball bats hitting baseballs. I love the smell of hot dogs and popcorn and cotton candy. And I love to watch the vendors walking up the different aisles yelling, hat dogs, get your hat dogs here. And I love getting caught up in the craziness of 40,000 people all at once. I just love the cheers of a full stadium yelling at the top of their lungs. I love baseball so much that during the height of the pandemic, I watched live baseball at 3 a.m. in the morning. It was the Korean Professional Baseball League. (laughs) Baseball brings me joy. So what brings you joy? That's my question for today. What brings you joy? This is a question with a variety of answers. For some, it's a relationship or an upcoming wedding. For some, maybe the birth of a child or a grandchild. For some, it will be having the family together for Thanksgiving and Christmas. For others, it will be a dream house, a fishing boat, a brand new pickup, or maybe a Harley Davidson. Some might say winning the lottery will give them joy, or just seeing fans in the stands again at sporting events, or maybe just going back to my job. How you answer this question, I think, says a lot about who you are. I'm a real King David fan. I really am. Yeah, I know. King David was a warlord. He had an affair with Bathsheba and even had her husband sent up to the front line during battle so he would be killed 
And he was. So David could cover up his sins. King David had done a lot of bad things in his life, and so have I, and probably so have you. However, King David loved God and found favor with God in the good times and the bad. And I loved how he expressed his joy for the Lord. This man could dance. 2 Samuel 6, verse 16 says, As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, King David was leaping and dancing before the Lord. You know, man, I think King David was a little bit quirky and a little bit peculiar. My wife, Didi, would probably agree that I have a lot of King David's dance moves, too, when I wear my bee outfit. Yep, yep. Led a lot of parades in my day. Yeah. Well, in, <laughs> can you believe that? She's still married to me. Oh, my. Well, anyway, in the Bible reading this morning, we see that going to the Lord's house to worship brought King David joy. I dare say that after these last several months of COVID-19-inspired isolation, many of you are simply glad today that we, too, have been able to go to the Lord's house to worship. In Psalm 122 this morning, because I, I like it, because I believe it teaches two main points. It teaches us to delight in worship, and it gives us a desire for worship. In verses 1 and 2, David is delighted to be in worship. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. People, there was an invitation given. David offered an invitation to other worshipers. Let us go. This is a song about moving towards the love of God in worship. And this is a song about, uh, about loving and praising God in worship, which speaks to the core truth in all of us that we were made for worship. The chief end of humans is to worship God and enjoy Him forever. But the focus here is not only on personal worship. This song celebrates the beauty of the rhythm of worshiping God alongside others as together they walk towards God. The temple did not exist in the days of David. It would be built by his son Solomon instead. Instead, the Ark of the Testimony was placed in a tent called the Tent of Meeting. The Tent of Meeting was a portable earthly dwelling place of God used by the Israelites during the Exodus until they entered the land of Canaan. It was a place representing God's presence. As in David's time, we too love to enter God's presence and worship and praise Him. It's great to see or hear invitations of, let us go to City Light West Council Bluffs for worship. Let us go to our prayer gathering on Wednesday evenings, or let us go to student ministry nights. Earlier in the pandemic last year, we had to wait for Governor Reynolds to give us the green light to worship in person, and we are so blessed to do so every Sunday when many churches are not yet at full capacity. For a little while, it seemed like an eternity we had been separated from one another in worshiping the Lord. There is a beauty in being together with the people of God, and we are grateful that we can be together in worship in our own gathering place, which looks wonderful, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a privilege to worship and serve Christ. God is honored when we gather to worship Him in spirit and in truth. We are renewed and encouraged in doing so. One lesson that I have learned is don't ever take going to church for granted. There is an impact in going to church, and that's gladness. 
These psalms, 120 through 134, were always sung as a joyful procession as the people were going to Jerusalem for one of the annual feasts of Passover and Pentecost and Booths. It was usually sung as the people entered one of the 12 main gates that allowed the people into the holy city. The psalmist declared that he was glad, he was happy, he was grateful. He saw it as a pleasure to go to the Lord's house. In the Old Testament, it tells the story when David disobediently attempted to have the ark brought in an ox cart, and Uzzah was struck dead because it was God's command not to ever touch the ark of the covenants. It was to make the statement that it was a direct violation of God's law and it would result in death. It was a means of preserving the sense of God's holiness. The ark became unsteady when one of the oxen pulling the ark stumbled and the cart started to tip. So Uzzah touched it to steady it from tipping over and God strikes him dead. Brothers and sisters, this is the good news we can celebrate today. The people of Israel dragged the Ark of the Covenant for 40 years in the desert to reach the city of Jerusalem. They felt that they had to have a place to worship, even if it was portable. Then later on, David's son Solomon builds the temple. For what? For a place to worship. The good news is the people of Israel relied on a place, but we trust in a person, Jesus. The Israelites had to go to a place to worship, but we get to go to a person, Jesus. The death of Uzzah illustrates the harshness of what God uh, when, uh, of God when they didn't obey His commands. But the good news is that Jesus took uh, our place with His life, death, and resurrection, so we don't have to fear the Father any longer. We all are Uzzahs in our own sinful thoughts and actions and deeds, but Jesus took our place so that we don't have to die. We don't have to fear approaching the throne of God anymore. We all approach God with our own ideas, but Jesus is there to take the punishment for our disobedience. Jesus died on the cross to cleanse us of our sins. He became the bridge to our Father, our salvation. The ark remained outside the city for some time. However, in time, the ark was properly carried into the city by the Levites. And who was there, dancing with joy, making his processional? King David. He was leaping and dancing before the Lord as the Ark of the Covenant was returned to Jerusalem. 2 Samuel 6, verse 14 says, King David danced before the Lord with all his might. With all his might. A little bit of a history lesson, but the point is that King David was dancing for joy before the Lord. I don't know if you were leaping and dancing, but I hope you were glad as when I was when we finally saw the invitation on Facebook and other media to let us come back to the church that first Sunday on May 10th, 2020. Notice here the us. The worship of God was not just about our own personal experience. Verse 2 says, Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. The Lord is not a Lord of one, but of people. The Lord is not a Lord of one, but of a people. It is time of joy when God's people come together into the house of the Lord for worship. We are redeemed people. We are holy people. We are chosen people. We are a people declared to God's praise. Our faith is a faith about more than just ourselves. The Lord is not a Lord of one, but of people. 
Over the past several weeks, I've heard many people gratefully express appreciation for the hard work that many of our pastors and service teams and all of you have gone to in making uh, our gathering as meaningful and wonderful as they are. We got a praise band that rocks, don't we? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so wonderful to meet again together each Sunday. It's awesome to see people express a deep appreciation and desire and a longing to be able to meet together each week and praise God together. Think about it. There is involvement in going back to worship, a gathering. The psalmist was looking forward to a gathering of God's people. It was a religious festival, a celebration of the person and provision of God. And the entire nation was to celebrate this together. For us here today, it is not about being in a place, but it is where God's people meet and give and grow in the love of Jesus Christ. It's about going to a person, Jesus. Today we are able to stand by one another. But let us not forget about those who cannot yet come. Call them, write them, love them. Let us continue to stand by one another. There is a value that we cannot have on our own. It is when we worship together in celebration of our awesome gods. David saw a delight in worship. In verses 3 through 5, David goes on further and describes his delight in worship. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together, to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, and was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Their thrones for judgment were sent, the thrones, the house of David. There is a togetherness there. David described the gathering place of Jerusalem in verse 3. Jerusalem is built as a city that is bound firmly together. The Hebrew word for togetherness means to have fellowship, to be joined together, not scattered, not separate. It means having a pleasant feeling of being united with people in friendship and understanding. It's oneness and kidness with each other. There is a togetherness at City Light West CB. I can see it in your faces, your actions, and your expressions. I work at Fairway, and as I carry out groceries to their vehicles, I tell them that City Light West CB seems like one very large, happy family. Friends, there's a special unity of God's chosen people, the church. Loving interaction between believers is one of the key functions of the church. This long and grueling pandemic has tested the bounds of togetherness in our physical distancing during quarantine, our social distancing. We weren't able to do it on our own. During these past several months, a handful of people have worked hard in overtime in an attempt to keep us connected and concerned, and we should be forever grateful. The church is a people, not a place. There's a testimony there in verse 4, a decree for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. A decree to, 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 to a testimony here speaks specifically of the Ark of the Covenant. The old tabernacle had been created at Gibeon, some six miles northwest of Jerusalem. But the ark was beneath a tent in Jerusalem. Within the ark, if you remember, there were two stone tablets containing the Ten Commandments, considered to be the basis of the covenant between God and His people, Israel. Thus, the ark was often called the ark of the testimony. The purpose was to give thanks to the Lord. In the time of Moses, the people saw the awesomeness of God's absolute holiness, 
They were respected the absolute fact and truth that God's ways and thoughts are much higher than our own. They revered God in every part of their lives. God was everything to them. They loved worshiping their gods, not just on Sundays, but every moment of their beings. Friends, we need to worship. We were created to worship. We should delight in worship as David did. It's good to testify to what God has done for you and me. The Word of God has to be central in our worship as we reflect upon, are encouraged by, and look forward to what God has, is, and will do for us. We can give thanks. God is in control. And therefore, in everything, you and I can give thanks. Not because of the situation, but because of the one who directs and rules over it. Pastor Rick Warren said, In happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. And in every moment, thank God. Praise the Lord when we come together. David and the people of Israel found joy by going to a place to worship. But the good news today is we no longer rely on a place, but on a person, Jesus Christ. We don't worship a God who is far off. We worship a God who is near to us. He knows us and felt what we feel. In Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, it tells us that, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of, of, of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Jesus died on the cross for us, and his death and resurrection allows us to approach God without any fear or doubt. We have the freedom to boldly approach his throne. When we go to worship, the church is a people, not a place. We get to go to a person, Jesus. We go to a gathering where the gospel is preached and our praise and thanksgiving are offered to God. In worship, Christ can be introduced, forgiveness can be offered, pleas and prayers for help can be made because not only do we know God, the judge, we have been adopted by the perfect work of his son to be joint heirs with Jesus. David loved God and he expressed his delight in worship. Our second point in today's Bible reading is found in verse 6 through 9 where David is expressing the desire for worship. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who, uh, who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. He refers to the prayer for peace. David prays for the peace of Jerusalem. He prays that God will prosper those who love him, that peace and prosperity might be manifested in their palaces. The city of Jerusalem is an ancient city. Its name means foundation of peace. One of the foundational elements of gathering together in Christ's church is the offering up of prayers. Am I right? We come to pray. Christians are a praying people. We offer prayers of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. We pray about all sorts of things at all different times. Why do we pray? Because it's a command. And because when we pray, we experience God's peace. 
In Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If anything good has come from this long, increased isolation during this past COVID crisis, I hope it has resulted in an increase in our prayer life. If it has only resulted in a greater obsession with the news and social media, etc., then we have missed out on one of the blessings of this virus, the opportunity for more intimacy with our Savior. Most of us, when we're facing a challenging situation, whether it's a work situation or a health situation or a financial situation, we can be quite anxious. Our minds are filled with thoughts of worry and concern. Thankfully, God has a solution for our anxiety. It's prayer. In today's psalm, David refers to the path of peace as a time to be tranquil and to be in safety. A time to have love and affection for God and others. King David, a man of warfare, says that peace can be obtained through love. David also refers to the purpose of peace in verse 8. The psalmist wants peace for the sake of his friends and family. The psalmist is saying, whether my brothers and sisters meet in whatever section of the church on earth, so long as they belong to one church, the body of Christ, nothing shall keep me from wishing them prosperity and peace. When the church is at peace with herself, she flourishes best. I'm going to say that one more time because I think that's important. When the church is at peace with herself, she flourishes best. In our own surroundings and situations, we can have peace in the midst of terrifying and upsetting times. Yes, there's been a virus. Yes, people have gotten sick. Sadly, many have died. Yes, many have lost their jobs and some have even had to move away. But in our gatherings together, we can have prosperity and tranquility through loving Jesus Christ and loving one another. There's a lot of hatred in our world right now. Politically, ethnically, our nation is in knots. I want you to know, however, in the church, things should be different. During the front end of this crisis, anonymous Christian brother gave the church I was serving back then a check for $300. He said, use it to help anyone who needs it. His donation wasn't a fortune, but it meant a great deal to us. And to us, it was a fortune. Because you see, it gave us hope and peace. His generous donation not only helped someone in need, but gave us a feeling of joy and a sense of peace that we really needed. The way of peace is not found by being stingy or greedy or fearful. It is found in lovingly uh, considering others more important than ourselves and meeting the needs of others with the resources that God has blessed me with, especially those in need within the people of God. So, Brothers and sisters, we're, we, we are all worshipers. But what do you worship? To what do you give your time and energy and money? And what do you place your hope? Were you glad when you first heard the call to go to the house of the Lord? King David wanted us to come to the house of the Lord to worship because it brought him joy. And David wanted that joy for us. King David desired us to have a place of worship where we could be bound together in love and friendship. King David wanted us to have a delight in worship. Psalm 122 teaches us a desire for worship, 
a house of prayer where we could pray for the needs of others. King David wanted us to have a place uh, to worship where there would be hopes of peace and prosperity. I hope you leave here this morning remembering that it's not about a place to worship as in King David's time. I picked Psalm 122 this morning because I believe it teaches us two main points. It teaches us to delight in worship and give us a desire for worship. It's not about being to a place to worship. It's about going to a person, Jesus Christ. My assignment for you is to go out beyond these walls and invite others. Let us come to the house of the Lord. Let them feel the King David joy that you have for God. Praise be to God. Amen. Thank you again for listening. This podcast is not intended to serve as a substitute for gathering with a local body of believers, but as a resource that encourages and empowers you to follow Jesus as your heart is pointed towards the gospel. If you want to learn more about our church, visit citylightwestcb.org.